The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're talking free agent pickup. Ahead to next week's two-star pitchers here on the Friday edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, busy week for you, man. I saw you were on what two other podcasts this week, a couple XM shows. So a busy week for you. Yeah. Plus, uh, this is the first full week of Todd's takes. So no, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, hey, I, I filled your it. show your game notes. Yeah, yeah, and plus, plus, you know, game notes, plus a little just kind of general observations. But yeah, Jeff's away. Uh, he's back now. So the the powers that be asked that I fill in for uh, Tuesday talking to Fred Zinke. And Fred and I go way back. We worked together at fantasybaseball.com and the in the knots. That's what they're called, right? The 2000s. The aughts. The aughts. The aughts. Well, yeah. for us, for me, it felt more like the knots, <laughs> but uh, not with Fred, just in general. All right, anyway. Um, then uh, yesterday, Friday, Thursday, and these are both still available. Uh, the industry guest podcast. So who am I? Who else am I going to invite? And my buddy Brian Walton. Uh, so uh, Brian needs needs a little more exposure. He may not say so, but deserves a little more exposure. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So it was real thrill. I'm really happy when he, that he said he could uh, that he could make it too. So that was cool. Yeah, go back check out that with Brian Walton and uh, Todd's Tuesday pod with. Uh, Fred Zinke, good to have Jeff back in the mix. Hope you had a great vacation, but that'll be fun. Um, I love your shirt, by the way, Todd. I know not everybody can see well, it because they're listening to it, but if you're with us on YouTube, you got the first pitch Arizona TR. There's a reason, right? They announced, did, have, did you yeah. see it? They announced the schedule. I thought that may be why you were. Yeah, I was kind of a little pumped. Yeah. Um, we are, we knew New that. New additions this year, too. Yeah, I, I'm through. I'm psyched. Um, it's going to be the first weekend in November, which is coincidental with the fall stars game, but Friday, there's going to be a home run derby. I'm pumped for that. Yeah. I can't, I, 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 I can't imagine, you know, Spore setting up some kind of side bet thing in the stands. Can you? Oh, nah, no, no, that'll never happen. That'll, we won't be any jelly beans on, on who hits home runs. No way. <laughs> this is, this is the same group that, that, that literally has a fantasy contest on the fall stars game, mm-hmm. at, at drafting players before the game. I'm curious. To see if stars. Right. Right. I'm curious to see if there's going to be games on Friday afternoon 
and then the, the home run at night because, I mean, it sounds cool, but I don't want to miss regular games on Friday. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, just in general, too, there's going to be a triple header at Chase Field. We're not going to be around for that, but yeah. I think that's cool. And they're extending the playoffs. To hopefully, knock on wood, this avails more opportunities for MLB Network uh, to show, to, to showcase, to, to, to broadcast some of these things, which I think would be great. Absolutely. Hopefully if you haven't done it before, you can make it down to first pitch Arizona put on by our good friends at baseball HQ. And you can come with us to some AFL games this fall. That'll creep up on us in a hurry. It seems like a long ways away now, but a couple months. I'm looking at flights. uh, I usually stay a little before the laughter. So I'm waiting for the schedule to come out, but the, uh, the greatest part about the home run derby and the fall stars game is it's within walking distance of the from the site hotel. We using this, we're staying at the same place uh, that we were at last year, and that's within walking distance of Sloan Park. So don't you know, renting a car, this that, getting rides, you know, I waddle on over. If I can waddle on over, anybody can, and that's that's just great. Well, I'll waddle on over with you. So there we go. Be, uh, looking wah, forward wah, to that. That's just penguins. a few months away now. It'll be here before you know it. So yeah, if you. You want to come join us at first pitch? Maybe start poking around and thinking about uh, yeah possibilities. I'm a huge first. Or I'm a huge home run derby guy, as most yeah. baseball fans are. And I've told this story a couple times, but I saw a home run derby here in Madison, the uh, Madison Mallards, like probably five years ago. Jose Canseco was bested in this home run derby by Pete Alonso. Madison. It was crazy. I mean, just and I actually I think I got a retweet from Conseco afterwards. Uh, just a weird day, but yeah, I, I didn't know who Pete Alonzo was. He was just some kid out of North Carolina at the time, nice. playing some summer ball here. And Madison Mellon is not affiliated, but the, nice. the summer league team. But real quick, before we get into two star pitchers, just some free agent pickups from the staff league from last night. Kendall Graveman, as you might expect was the top pitcher picked up 12 bucks so a little window for him to close and who's to say that Liam Hendricks comes back on time in three weeks and is the same old Liam Hendricks who's to say he comes back in three weeks yeah uh I think that was kind of what they were hoping anyway well it's the uh it's the forearm strain and sometimes a forearm strain is a forearm strain right yeah, it's, sometimes that's not a strain, typically a three week injury, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes a forearm strain is code for Tommy John. So I mean, I'm not telling anybody; people don't know. But yeah, so that's the thing right now. It's it's a couple. Only we usually find out within a week. You know, the next note on our site it will be, um, you know, it was discovered in need surgery. Hopefully not. But uh, you know, and if you have Hendrix, we're you're, you're not out of the woods as far as, you know, three weeks on edge of our seat sort of thing. And we don't need to rehash now, you know, the strategy. I, I don't, you know, should you draft a guy early, a closer, blah, 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 plenty of time for that. And I don't think that what happened with Hendricks is much of a reason to or not to. I think injuries, you know, injuries are risk throughout the draft. They just kind of wash itself out. But, yeah, it's, it's um, Graveman. You got to be number one. Aaron Bummer, isn't he still on the IL? Yeah, I believe so. I believe Bummer is still. And on. yeah, th- th- this bullpen is now, w- which was a strength. Even 
even after trading Kimbrel, which is kind of a foregone conclusion, is now it's sort of depleted. Uh, Gary Crochet, we don't talk about him much anymore because it was early in the season, but he's gone. Kyle Crick, who has actually helped out a little bit, lengthening it, is gone. Do you trust Joe Kelly? Do you trust Ronaldo Lopez? So this this bullpen, if Gre- when Gre- Graveman moves into the closer spot, the bridge to get to Graveman has significantly shortened. Yeah, well put, man. And his teammate, Jake Berger, also picked up. He was the second highest uh, mm-hmm. price acquisition. He's turned it on. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury right now, but they expect him back tonight. I haven't seen the lineup, but um, let's take a look here. Do we have the white side? No. Hopefully, not it's, not a, uh, hopefully it's not a whopper of an injury. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, that's actually, for a burger pun, that, that ain't bad. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez was picked up. Six. Do you have a choice between him and Brad Hand and that Phillies bullpen to replace uh, Knabel? See? No, you know what? Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's a an exclusive uh, shot for Dominguez. I think there'll be some matchups. But I think Dominguez is certainly the the guy. And again, it's kind of not the same with Hendricks, but it's a similar. Who knows when Canable comes back? A new manager wasn't all that effective. I don't mind. I don't mind Dominguez. It's how much do I spend? Because um, I'm more of a what have you done for me lately this year, as opposed to he closes the, the season. I don't. I'm not sure that Dominguez is the guy the rest of the year. But if you've been kind of holding on for that one shot of a, of a you know not just nickel and diming that one shot to get lucky and get a guy to close for the next 100 games i don't know that i would take the shot on dominguez but i wouldn't call you out for doing it either yeah they are saying it's going to be a committee and of course we know brad hand has a ton of experience so no i love it good though <laughs> true especially lately but yeah. a lot of uh, experience closing games a lot of career saves to his ledger so you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's hand, or maybe Dominguez struggles a little bit, and they kind of turn over to hand. But uh, well, we should. Uh, I know we have Dominguez number one on our depth chart. Yeah, I, I I have to check the inning. The game must, and we may the game will probably. Well, no, what you know what we may uh, we may be, be bleh, 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 easy for me to say. Been talking a lot this week. We may be able to announce who's closing uh, gets the first shot during the doubleheader today because the Phillies have a yeah. short three run lead and. Uh, we may get to the ninth inning by the time we're analyzing the uh, Washington Nationals two-start pitchers. Yeah, definitely a good thing to keep in mind. We may have a uh, see who gets now, the first shot. It's a night game tonight, so if you know, it may be Dominguez one and hand the other, but whoever gets the first one, I think is uh, is, is telltale. Orlando Arcia picked up. I mm-hmm. uh, I kind of understood it given that Ozzy Albies is out and Arcia stepping in, but James noted that. Orlando Arcia's hard hit number is actually pretty good. So uh, he's been around a long time. I just I didn't really consider him much last night, but uh, at least playing time should be on his side. And he's had a nice week. Yeah. You know, I know that you guys don't get the numbers clearly, but he's had a nice couple of days since Albies went out. So I think that's, uh, I think his price went up a bit. I don't know that he, I don't know what he went. What did he go for? Five out of 100. You know, I bet that was a $1 or $2 uh, bid before he had a nice little week here. Yeah, probably. Uh, JT Brubaker picked up for five. And then Jaron Duran, he's back for now, but who knows how long it's going to be. It could be another short stay for Duran. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was going to be a short stay. 
And then was it Christian Arroyo that's gone on the uh, the mm-hmm. COVID nineteen list? Yes. So, but keeping in mind, everybody, that come Monday, teams are going to need to cut down to thirteen pitchers. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, they're finally gonna. You know, they've been postponing that 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 cut down. So they're finally, at least today, as of today, going to adhere to it. Now, not all teams are carrying uh, 14 arms. Some are doing 13-13 now and don't have to make a cut down. So I you know, I don't know that I can check on the Red Sox, but the point being some teams are going, you know, maybe Duran stays and, and the Red Sox are forced to drop a pitcher or uh, demote a pitcher instead. I don't know. Thing to throw out there. Uh, Christian Bethencourt has picked up Chris Flexen for four. Then I got Ezekiel Duran. Go ahead, triple last night I saw. Good to be honest, Clay. I've lost you. I can see your lips move. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. You know what? It was this plug. It's the plug at the bottom of the mic had been pulled out somehow. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Sorry, man. Ah, technical difficulties, but thanks for bearing with me. Um, yeah, I, was, I just mentioned that I was pumped to get Ezekiel Duran for three because, uh, yeah, that go-ahead triple last night and just been playing well. John Birdie for three. I have a pretty comfortable lead in steals. So I wasn't really looking at him, but that's a nice pickup. I'm shocked. Three, yeah. I mean. I'm, I'm pretty shocked, too. You got three steals in the time that we've talked. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a little. Crazy. I'm, yeah, and there's there's no reason not to consider that he's continue to get playing time i'm a little bit surprised by that nomar mazara for two and then jd davis looked like he was finally playing a lot then he sat a couple times recently but waiting for the mets to kind of turn him loose it feels like they should but yeah demoting dominic smith in theory yeah. would open up some playing time but there's a lot of you know a lot of a lot of bats that you know maybe again back to the uh the notion of pitching uh, if if the Mets have to drop a position player, maybe that'll open up that much more time for Davis. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point there. Uh, yeah, I, he was one of those guys who popped up on ex-WOBA leaderboards very early, and I was like, eh, yeah, maybe. And then uh, I got him on the cheap in a couple of leagues last week. Good on James getting him here. Uh, Jason Adam was also a pick, pick up by James, so it yeah, could be seeing some saves for, for Tampa Bay. Caleb Killian for two, Eddie Rosario for a buck. Brad Hand was a $0 bid, so six for Sir Anthony compared to zero for Brad Hand's kind of interesting. And then Mike Moustak is finally uh, for a buck. <laughs> Anybody else on your mind this week, uh, either for Fab or just any other thoughts you might have? I get, Yeah, just as, I mean, we've now mentioned, I've now mentioned it twice. I didn't think of it in time, but maybe I can do it and not have necessarily do it in the Z files, but I think it could be cool to try to figure out what batters may benefit when their team has to drop a, uh, you know, actually they they'll be dropping a pitcher and adding a batter. So maybe, you know, it's, I, I, will there be any effect of uh, switching the roster comp- composition on Monday? 
So good news. The Nationals just brought the brought it to a two-run lead. So we're back to a uh, save situation again. It's nice. That the is the inning. first game of a doubleheader, right? Yeah. So yeah. See if they get a save there. Um, there's something else. Oh, I just wanted to say I'm going to be watching John Gray tonight. He's he got a couple double-digit strikeout games recently. Yeah, I've been saying I'd like to see a prolonged stretch to see what he can do, and he's he, we may be seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Like, there's a lot. I actually need to sec, check which of the Disney games tonight. Um, I, I took me half an hour to sign up to be able to watch the Disney games, but I uh, I went through the process primarily to hear Katie Nolan just to see what it was all about. And was that I, on Apple or was that uh, Disney? Oh, I'm sorry. It is Apple. I'm oh, thinking okay. Disney. I, uh, yeah, it is Apple. I'm, I'm sorry. There are a bunch of streaming services. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I was going to say, I, am I going to have to sign up for Disney Plus? No, no, no. It's Apple. Um, okay. No, that was my Apple bad. TV. Plus. That was yeah, my bad. No, you're so good. So I mean, only saw an inning and, and she didn't say much. Apparently, she got be- said more later in the game. So I got to give uh, Ms. Nolan another chance. I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, she grew up about a half a mile from where I grew up. I was twice as old as she is, so whatever. But uh, probably saw her playing in the yard when she was a kid when I uh, used to go by the house. But anyway. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know you guys grew up so close. or lived. So oh, yeah, we're buds. Yeah, we're right. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, she, uh, that's kind of cool that she's dabbling into something new, calling games. That's, you know, not an easy thing to just jump into. But from all I hear, she's doing a good job. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. But before <laughs> we get to two-star pitchers for next week, let's pause briefly to hear a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Play link here with Todd Zola, and we will get into grading next week's two-star pitchers, zero to five scale. And the first guy is a pretty tricky one because Zach Davies has pitched really, really well lately. Surprisingly, he goes at San Diego, which doesn't really scare you much, but the Padres somehow right on on par with the Dodgers to this point. Uh, at San Diego, then versus Detroit, it feels like it could be kind of a trap, but, man, he's been pitching just fine. So, um I get that if you're uncomfortable with it, you may want to skew lower, but I'm going to give him a three. I'm working, you know, not that it matters. I'm, I'm working blind in that I haven't run my numbers or yet this week. So um, I'm with you on the three. I was, I did, I was looking at some of my lineups that I'm going to have to, I, I can't do pitching until Monday, but I'm behind in strikeouts in a few leagues, primarily because I maybe putting my third closer in a little too much. And, uh, you know, even though Xavier, Davies doesn't get a lot of whiffs, with the two starts, he's someone that I might have to put in if I need to start trying to catch up in that area. Not, you know, again, not Xavier Davies getting the strikeouts, but I might need to be more aggressive with two start guys. But the fact that he's getting two, yeah, I mean, you probably yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, high single digits over two starts, and uh, Max Fried's going to be a five. Then Spencer Strider really has seemed to come into his own Ooh, as a starting pitcher. Yeah. He's gone five and two thirds each of his last two outings. He's got a total of uh, nineteen Ks. Yeah, in those check two that starts. out. Yeah. All right. You know, Freed's easy five. You don't love either matchup. They're at home, which is okay. But again, it's a hitter's park. I think you got, I mean, I got to go at least three just because of the strikeouts. Um, I don't know if he's earned a four or five yet, but I think, I mean, I think I'm going to go three. Yeah. I like him as an arm quite a bit more than uh, Davies, but I think given the matchups, I'm going to keep him as a three, two, same grade as Davies. Uh, Tyler Wells. Versus Washington at the White Sox, you know, home against Washington isn't the worst, but uh, man, he's got four wins. I guess I got to start paying him some mind. Only 36 K's in 59 and two thirds innings, though. He has gone six and back to back, so back to back quality starts, three quality starts in his last four turns. Man, I guess I'm gonna give him Tyler Wells a two, I think. No, I agree. He's one of those guys that I'm going to have on my bench and he does well and he's in my lineup. And, he, and I mean, I say that a lot, but I, you know, I actually have Wells in a couple of teams and that's been the case. He's been very, very difficult to judge. He got Red Sox and Yankees, two straight games, 11 innings, and he only gave up two runs, both to the Yankees. Uh, before that, the Tigers got him for three runs and in four innings. He was active for me that week. You know, I just haven't been able to time. You know, Kansas City, all right, whatever. I mean, three runs isn't terrible in six innings. 
But when you play Kansas City, you're kind of hoping for better than that, right? You're, you're, you're hoping to a one run in six innings because on, on a streamer, you need those really good streams to get your aggregate numbers down. Yeah, I hear you there. Uh, Boston Red Sox, by the way, not projected for any two-star pitchers because we are slotting Gear Whitlock in to return next weekend after the minimum uh, stay on the aisle. But just real quick on that team, is there anything to see there with uh, Winkowski? Yeah. Josh Winkowski, is he, is yeah, he somebody to um, take note of? I think it's James' 10th prospect on, on the Red Sox. I think MLB uh, Pipeline has him 12th. He's he, He's got fire. Uh, he, he throws the ball, a lot of movement. He just has to learn to control it. You know, reminds me. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to compare him. Well, reminds me of Hunter Green. Hunter Green is better. Okay? I don't want to make it sound like I'm comparing the two. But, you know, throw the ball 100 miles an hour, but you just have to make sure where it's going. So I do think there's something there. Um if you're in a league, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I don't mind picking him up and using him against Detroit, and yeah. then maybe lucking into a second start against uh, Cleveland at the end of the week. Well, it's just what I was going to say. No two yeah. starts now, but who's to say he doesn't yeah. get into one at the end of the next week? Yeah. If you don't happen to, if you don't happen to get it, it's not like uh, whatever was his name Pilkington the other week where um, we we expected two easy starts. He ended up with one against Colorado, something like that. Uh, so you're guaranteed a nice start against the Tigers, and maybe it, Cleveland's not, you know, Cleveland's not a pushover, as you know, but you know, it's still not, you know, it's not at Colorado or at New York, yeah. Versus Detroit, it's pretty nice, and then yeah. you know, see what happens beyond that. But I'll probably have yep. one of a couple lists. Yep. Thanks for the intel on uh, Josh Winkowski. I have not gotten eyes on him myself. Caleb Killian's a pretty highly touted prospect. I know James kind of likes him long term, but. Stuff has not been very good at Pitt, at St. Louis. I think I'm going to give Killian a one because I think he's a lot better than what he's shown, but Matt Swarmer also gets those same matchups at Pitt, at St. Louis. I'm going to give Swarmer a zero. Swarmer is zero. Now, this is more, I don't know, narrative, anecdotal, psychological, whatever. Having, Having seen Killian in his last start, he was wild. He was overthrowing. Maybe he gets that out of the system, and I'm going to give him a two for the Pittsburgh and St. Louis starts. Okay. Um, but my spreadsheet's not going to say that. That's me That's me overriding my spreadsheet. I hear you. Well, that game that he had earlier this week against the Padres was one of those weird, windy yeah, yeah. Uh, weekly games. It was blown out like 16 miles per hour. So right. Right. I not put much stock into that Exactly. One. Exactly. That was, um, I mean, I think we were talking. No, no, we weren't. Maybe it wasn't that game, but we were you meant we were talking off air about our relative, you know, respective weather situations. You're talking about the tornado close to you. Was it that game that the tornado there was? I mean, there was a game yeah, that, I think that was this, this yeah, the, it was postponed, postponed. Yeah, it was delayed like an hour. Uh, it was like Tuesday because it was our tout daily night. Um, yeah, there were tornadoes in the Chicago, Milwaukee area, and um, I, I don't remember who's that game because the day after was pretty windy too. Yeah, there was some weird weather here. It was like here in Madison, it was like 3 p.m. and it was pitch black outside. Wow. Yeah. It was really weird, but uh, we avoided the worst of it on here on the north side of uh, Madison. I guess that's not where I am currently. I'm downtown at the office right now, but uh, I live on the north side. Tyler Malley had probably his best start ever in the big leagues. Uh, He went deeper into a contest than he's ever gone. Went the full nine innings. Course in classic Reds fashion, they didn't get him a win for nine scoreless. He had they had to get that in extras. Really weird game, but 
nicely to see that. He continues to be road Mally, uh, but he had a pretty good home start against Arizona too before that struck out 10. So uh, for him, the matchup's pretty scary at home against the Dodgers and at San Francisco. We know how he is at home. It's it's not always pretty, but um, I think with the way he's pitching now, I'm going to give him a three, even with those home struggles. I was at, I'm, I'm contemplating a four, but I'm going to go three primarily because he, as you mentioned, he went deep into that game and it looked like he could have kept going. Yeah. I had him, I was, I uh, had him in DFS that night and he was, I mean, he was cruising. Uh, you know, yeah. he was still, still throwing strong in the, in, late in the game, but I don't, yeah, the, the first game after a game like that, maybe you don't throw as many innings and as the Dodgers. Yeah. So I'm going to go three, but I think he's kind of a four pitcher at this point. And then you go based on the matchups. I hope he can learn to kind of trust this stuff a little bit more at home. Maybe not. Yeah, that would be so nice. much about <laughs> short, short dimensions of that field. Uh, Cause he's just so great on the road, but then he gets home and it's just not anywhere close to that same level. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Savali expected back next week. He started for triple a Columbus on Wednesday dealing with a thigh injury. He really struggled early on. Uh, any reason to roll the dice with Savali his first start back? Oh, my. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I know if he's on your team, you can use him, but he's probably on a lot of waiver wires. I don't know that I'm picking him up. I mean, I'm going to have to make some decisions to some draft champions because I do have him in draft champions, but I don't I don't love the Minnesota and Boston matchups at all. Me neither. Then next week, it looks like he would be home against the Yankees. So yeah, Not really any spot to use him. So I think you're right. I'm going to give him a zero and, Leave him be. Cut him if you're, yeah, if you're late man. to the party. I'm going to give him a one, but it's a desperate. It's I don't know if he can be desperate sixty games into the season, but I'm going to give him a one. I, there are scenarios where I could see he could be used in draft champions, but I, he's not on my waterfall. I'm not. I'm a matter of fact. I'm I'm making sure I have some uh, caffeine right before I do it to make sure I don't click on him accidentally. Man, Austin Gomber continues to break. Next, hard. I don't know why people. <laughs> I mean, I've gone down some some holes many times when I should have given up on a player before. But over his last four starts, Austin Gomber has allowed 24 earned runs. That's that's wild. 17 innings, 24 earned runs, three homers, seven walks. Um, only two of those were at home, by the way, over his last four. Now he's on the road for two, but burn me once, burn me a million times. Shame on you, but burn me a million and one times. Uh, shame on me, and I'll finally learn my lesson. So I'm going to give uh, Gomber a zero. I'm still – I'm the only – I'm going to give him a one. Uh-huh. I I probably shouldn't. I'm with you. I mean, with Watch you. Watch him have, like, his best – I mean, I've, I've actually had some luck with Gomber. But, you know, I mean, of course, sat him against San Francisco. You hear the Gomber police are coming to get me. Apparently that's a, Apparently that's a bad call. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna oh, shoot. Yeah, that is kind of ominous that those warnings, uh, sirens went off when you started talking about. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's a pretty good chance that between the firehouse across across the street, the police station two blocks down, and a hospital but a half mile away. I think we've drowned out most of the noise when I when I record from here. But I can't I, I can't stop the sirens. So there's nothing I can do about that. That's all right. Just kind of anyway, ominous time. It's it's become kind of a, a you know we make jokes about it anyway. But all right. You know, ah, shoot. Make a decision, Zola. One or zero. I'm going to say one. 
I, I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna regret it, but I'm gonna say one. Yeah, I hear you, man. I got you one, but I'm gonna stick zero. And now um, I have to find a place I have them and I have to use them, just because <laughs> it's easy for me to say. I'm gonna have to try to either. I may, I may have to try to bid them somewhere, just to be able to use them and, and put my money where my mouth is. Well, that's. Uh, I respect that, but I, I may advise uh, going the other way. On that. I don't. I don't like money. That's the thing. My one of the funny, one of the best things ever told to me by a guy was at a bachelor party right outside. Of, it was like Sluggers in Wrigley Field, and it wasn't my turn to buy a round, but I bought a round because I was thirsty. And um, my buddy says, "Put summer." He goes, "The reason you never have any money is because when you do have money, you spend it." <laughs> Not, and that was uh, simple, 30 but years, thirty years ago, and nothing has nothing has ever been has rang more true with me. But anyway. Well, Lance Lynn's back, but uh, not such a good outing earlier this week at Detroit, too. It seemed like a nice little landing for him, but he gave up 10 hits in just four and a third innings. So three, three and runs, a homer. Did have zero walks compared to four Ks. So that's, you know, you, you like to see that, but um, not quite there yet versus Toronto versus Baltimore. I think you've been holding on to him. You, you turn him loose, but he's not any higher than a three for me. Yeah, did you see he had a little beef with the third base coach uh, on positioning, um, over positioning? Oh, uh, yeah, there the was a little yeah. in the dugout. Yeah. yeah uh, he, a little he, scuffle as you. Yeah, yeah, there we go. He didn't agree with one of the positions, got burned on the shift and, you know, et cetera. Uh, he gave up seven of those ten hits like the first two innings. Um, I don't love the Toronto matchup, which is why I'm going to stay with a three. Um, but I'm not – giving up on Lynn because of that poor outing. He got babipped, if you will, and then a little frustrated. Um I wish it wasn't Toronto, but um I'm gonna give I'm gonna be with you on a three. I hear you there. So uh Lynn a three then I'm gonna give Cease a four. He's oh, pretty oh, inconsistent but yeah no, four I, or five. I mean he's five five talent but again it's Toronto and yeah I, I can't go five just yet. Yeah, now Alex Faedo and Bo Brisky have had some moments lately. It's at Boston, though, and then at Arizona. At Arizona's nice, but that at Boston's hard for me to get over. So uh, Faedo and Brisky, I just can't even see it. I, they're better than zeros as pitchers, but I think I'm going to give them zeros. Just give yeah, them context. Faedo, uh, whatever day it was this week, I forget, maybe Wednesday, um, had a nice matchup. Yeah, it had to be Wednesday if he's starting on Monday. You know, wrote him up on my ESPN piece as streamer of the day. And in the first inning, hit a, gave up a home run to Yohan Moncada, hitting like 150 at the time. Mm-hmm. So that that turned south pretty quickly. Um, yeah, again, if it wasn't Boston, we'd have a different story here. I think he's like a three pitcher based on matchups. You know what? I'm going to go one for Fiedo just because I think he is. No, I'm not. I'm going to go zero. Uh, okay. I'm going to go zero for both. Okay, yeah. I've already taken talk it I, through. I, and, yeah. I, I've already put out. I can't pick them both up. I, I, I'm if I'm picking Gomber up for uh, for business, I can't pick Fayeto up too. I dropped Brisky in the uh, 18 team staff keeper league. Kind of regret that, just given how deep that league is. But oh well, uh, that's where I was on Brisky like a week ago. So I'm not going to change yeah. my mind too much after one good start. Uh, Jose Arquidi's not been great, but he's a lot better than a 4.99 ERA. Matchups aren't great though. Home against the Mets, then at the Yankees. 
<sighs> he hasn't been great, so I'm going to give him a three, but I, I'm still expecting, you know, kind of four-ish level performance the rest of the way. Yeah, I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to say a two, two, but my numbers may come out to be a three when I run them. Take two for I'm gonna uh, say Jose two. Okay. Going on record as a two. Brady Singer, I was hoping it was going to get two this week. How do you, he got squeezed out of a second one this week, huh? Well, that's frustrating. Um, I'm just thinking about now my top head-to-head league. I'm in a slugfest with the defending champion Frank Stample. But now that I think about it, I can't even bench Singer because I picked him up last week. Anyway, uh, he now lines up for two next week at the Angels versus Oakland. Um, he's been one of the few bright spots in that on that pitching staff. Along yeah. with Jonathan Heasley, it's been pretty good lately. But uh, Singer, with those matchups, you know, I love picking on Oakland and the the Angels aren't so scary anymore either. So I'm going to give Singer a three. I am too. I'm going to. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I kind of bummed that he missed that second one this week. Well, what can you do? Uh, no two star pitchers for the Angels. Um, they are keeping Reed Detmers in that rotation, so still sticking six man. And Tony Gonsolin's earned his way into that five realm. One of the best. Pitchers in the National League so far and really has helped carry the slack for the Dodgers rotation at Cincinnati, at Atlanta. Kind of tough venues, but he's reached five for me. I'm going to go four, and uh, it, this could be the week. He has been very fortunate with the home run. And this could be the Only week. The great American gets, could hurt. Yeah, well, Atlanta too. This could be the yeah. week he gets his comeuppance. So Atlanta just. What fourteen straight wins? Just yeah, crazy. they can do no wrong. It's 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 silly, but I am I am concerned about Gonsolin that you know it's this could be the week that the home runs catch up. Uh, that's probably a wise word of warning, but uh, yes, since he just they uh, they've shown flashes, and actually since starting three and twenty two or whatever, they haven't been that bad. Oh, they they were I it, well, it's been a few days, so it's changed. But they were nineteen and seventeen. Um, immediately after the that start, I don't what they've done the past couple of days. I don't know. I don't recall the uh, the Reds no longer in dead last in that division. They well, they are still in last, but not uh, not alone down there in the cellar. Right, Cubs. Okay. Cubs now have the same record as the Reds. Amazingly, uh, for the Marlins, Trevor Rogers and Daniel uh, Castano, I believe uh, it is. Yeah, it is Daniel Castano. Uh, Trevor Rogers has been super frustrating. You think here about these matchups. It looks like he's going to get the Mets twice. So at the Mets, then at home against the Mets. That's kind of, I don't always love that because, you know, seeing a pitcher so close in such a short span, the offense could kind of get a good read on him. But I'm going to give Rodgers a three, I think. Wow. That's about four higher than I'd give him. (laughs) Um, Negative one. I'm finally giving up. Um, His changeup is just terrible. And without the changeup, there's no hope. Um, so I'm giving him a zero. I've, I've, I've been looked into him. I'm done. Castano. I love lefties against Colorado and in, in, in Miami. I'm going to give him a one. Um, it's kind of a, a desperation one, but I'm going to go one. I don't, the matchups aren't terrible. Who would have thought two and a half months ago one of us would have Oh, it would be ridiculous. Uh, I mean, Rodgers was a five. 
Um, but the, yeah, the velocity is fine. Velocity is change up is up a mile and a half, which could be part of the problem, but it's just not, a, whether he's tipping it, I don't know, but without that change, he's, he's worthless. And that's, he doesn't have the change right now. I bumped him down to a two Trevor Rogers, but okay. I got you down as a zero. Uh, Castano, I got zero Todd one. But... I'm going to go with the one. I don't know yeah. why, but I'm going to go with the one. All right. I hear you. I, um, uh, I have Rogers in a few leagues. I just, I'll probably start him in. And a couple, but I, uh, yep, maybe it's time for me to think about benching oh, or just dropping. Well, you, got a, you got a couple of days, take a look, figure it out. Yeah, Corbin Burns is going to be versus St. Louis versus Toronto. You're starting him all the time, no matter what. So that's a five. Now, Aaron Ashby's got some something going on with his elbow. There's some yeah. left, left forearm inflammation. Then they later clarified, manager Craig Council did that it's more so a, uh, fatigue issue but i would say ashby's uh start early next week and you know, him lining up for two is very much tentative even more so than the normal and uh he's really struggled lately giving up a ton of hits it's not often you see aaron ashby this hittable right and you know you can is it is it just being babbed up in some bad luck or is it command and control um it's probably a little bit of both he's probably you know and sometimes it, it mushrooms in that you give a couple of unlucky hits, and now you're going from the stretch, and you're not as effective from the stretch, so you're more vulnerable. Um, you know, again, with the big caveat about is he even going to go? He's a two, but that's based on talent. He hasn't done all that well lately. Yeah, I had him as a one just because he has been so hittable lately, and yeah, you know what? There, but... Toronto, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna Toronto's go back. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to a one because yeah. I don't like either of those matchups. Okay, I got you down as a one yeah. and two, uh, and then Joe Ryan's back versus Cleveland versus Colorado. So you get Colorado in Minnesota, you get Cleveland in Minnesota. It's pretty nice. Is Joe Ryan like back to four? I I think he's a four for me. Um. I need to check the logs and how far he's been going into games. Yeah, he went rehab. four and two thirds in his uh, return. Of last course. So that's kind of was... on that cusp, right? Yeah. Whenever you go four and two thirds on a rehab, that tells you that he had a pitch count, right? Well, that was actually in the majors on June oh, oh, 14th. Okay. And so was... he, uh, four and two thirds on the 14th against Seattle. Oh, oh, by saying he's back. He, okay. Okay. Um, I thought you. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. You probably right. thought I was saying he's back. Uh, yeah, he didn't fare two homers, so he was taken out because he stunk. Um, I'm going to go three. Uh, he, to me, he hasn't quite proven that he's in that four range. Even when he was healthy, wasn't wasn't fanning a batter an inning. Uh, was was pretty lucky with 34 hits and 48 innings pitched. So I'm going to go three. Nice. And no two star pitchers for the uh, Mets next week because. With uh, Max Scherzer slated to make a rehab start Tuesday, we are projecting Scherzer back at the tail end of next week on Sunday the 26th. So uh, that'll make for a tough lineup decision for people who have Scherzer. Like, do you start him with the hope that he starts next Sunday the 26th? Uh, kind of a tough call. But, you know, you got to think if he makes it through that Tuesday game unscathed that he does come back uh, five days after that. But we'll see. Uh, Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino, both fives. Could you uh, debate that at all? No, no, not at all. Was there something with Severino in an injury? Or am I confusing it with somebody else? Um, no. Oh, COVID-19. It was COVID-19. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, so we're going to stay fine. He's back from COVID. Okay, yeah, yeah he's looked yep. like he's back to being his old self. So, 
That's big. And Nestor Cortez, I was talking with Nick Whalen on our XM show, and you got you hosted with Nick this week, too. Yep. Um, he was saying that Garrett Cole currently has longer odds for the Cy Young than Nestor Cortez. So I get that the Cy Young's a lot to do with, you know, what they've done to date. But that still kind of surprised me that. No, let's just say it. That's dumb. <laughs> That, 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 that's I would not bring, put money on uh, that's a way that's a that's a Vegas way I don't want to say dumb because Vegas squeeze money out of dumb people. things that's a way to get more money you know that, that's a way to get more money there um I'm not I would you know I, I'm not to me it's a sucker bet um yeah Cole there's no reason that to believe Cole is struggling anyway whatsoever yeah I think they said or I think Nick said uh Cortez was 11 to 1 and uh, Cole was 12 to one. So it seems like a decent bet on Cole. If you're you know, somewhere yeah. where that's legal, uh, James Caprillion, 0 for four, six, three, one ERA, but he's versus Seattle. Then at KC, he maybe buy low on Caprillion. I'm going to give him a one just because I'll probably throw a spec to see maybe if I can get him. I think he was in that game against Winkowski and it was very similar, both through 95, but you just weren't sure where it was going. Hmm. I think uh, Caprillion was out for a bit. I'm going to go with a one as well. And it is on spec in that, hopefully knocking some rust off that he can exhibit better control. Yeah. I like those matchups for Caprillion. So I will consider him probably have him as a backup on some. Right. Way. I can see that. A uh, Kyle Gibson at Texas at San Diego. He's been serviceable. I don't have him on any team. So I kind of, it's kind of flown under my radar, but I guess I got to give Kyle Gibson at Texas at San Diego. I'll give him a three. I mean, I guess if you give Davies a three, you're going to give Gibson a three because aren't they kind of the same? Yeah, I think that's, you know? a, that's a good comp right there. Kind of, and, and looking at the matchups, uh, San Diego, and well, Davies has better matchups. Therefore, I can say two with Gibson and blame it on the matchups. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say two. Two, two? okay. I got yeah. three, but I got you down as a two. We will, of course, recap these grades after it's all said and done. Mentioned that JT Brubaker was picked up in the stake league. I... I don't get it, man. I, I drafted him in the main event. It's one of my reserve spots and cut him like a week or two into the season. Oh, and seven. Now he does get the Cubs and at Tampa Bay, but honestly, like this is kind of the uh, Austin Gomber situation where I just, I can't keep, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Keep going to the same well and expecting different results or whatever. So, right. Uh, I think that's, you know, chasing after Brubaker feels like an insane move to me right now. But, you know, he's better than an 0-7 record and 450 RA, maybe. Um, I'll give him a 1, but I, I'm probably not going to be picking him up. See, in your league, Thursday to fr- uh, Friday to Thursday, he's at Tampa and home against Milwaukee. So one can argue the matchups are favorable. But I'm kind of with you in that. I mean, it's similar to, you know, home against Chicago and at Tampa, kind of the same type of matchups. Um, I'm going to go with the one. I mean, he's better than he's pitched. But even, you know, that even that, that that's kind of a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> uh, Ronzi Contreras, I'm much more interested in if he's still out there. Um, I'm going to give Contreras a three with these matchups, again, versus Chicago at home, uh. Cubs and at Tampa Bay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go two. I I like it long term, but I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to have that influence how I feel he'll do this week. 
Good call. You got to kind of, you know, compartmentalize those two. Yeah, things. yeah. Uh, Darvish, you Darvish versus Arizona versus Philly. Like those matchups, Philly kind of, you know, scary offense a little bit. But um, yeah, I think Darvish, I'm actually going to elevate back to the five tier. Yep, I think he deserves a five for sure. Yeah, he's, he's back in that mix. Marco Gonzalez is just a magician. He's a wizard. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling much, but I saw that Chris Jericho is now calling himself the wizard for some reason. Uh, but Marco Gonzalez is the wizard of uh, Major League Baseball. But 3-4-1 ERA at Oakland at the Angels. Never like this guy's stuff, but I'm going to give him a two just because he's, again, he somehow gets it done. Yeah, I don't I don't watch wrestling nearly as much as I used to, but Twitter still thinks I do. And I'm getting all sorts of Vince McMahon news on my feed. Yeah, big um, day in the wrestling. So I, I did have Vince. to take a little look at that. But anyway, um yeah, Gonzalo again, he's in that Davies kind of, you know, tier, if you will. Um, I'm gonna go these matchups, Oakland and LA. I'm gonna go three. I, I think he's I think he's in that in that neighborhood. I hear you. I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I am too. It, it, like and it has and it does, but not nearly as often as we think it will, you know, or as we expect it to. Logan Webb's gonna be a five for me, even with the at Atlanta to start, then he's home against the Reds. So I like that. He's a five. But Anthony DiScofani's been one of the bigger disappointments of the, the year. Like did he end up with disco anywhere? Oh, everywhere. I, I I was well well into him. And I don't know if you can say 13. Can you call 13 innings a disappointment? I guess I mean, not, but he's missed 22 all the time. Yeah. yeah, 22. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, um, yes, he's been – He's yes, if I drafted, I am certainly disappointed. However, um, to me, it's not a Trevor Rogers scenario. Uh, 22 hits and 13 and a third, so there's some bad luck there. Um, 13, to two, 13 to 2, strike out the walk. I like that. So I am cautiously optimistic that I will no longer be disappointed re-Anthony Disclafani. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to give Disco a two, I think. What do I I'm going to give him a two this week. Yeah. It's enough for me, and I'd probably have him in some DCs, to, to go for it and to jump him and to start him this week. It could be a mistake, but I'm, I'm going to do it. So for the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, Miles Michaelis at Milwaukee at home against the Cubs, and then same for Jack Flaherty. Michaelis is a four for me. Um, did he reach five for you or is four? No, no. He he yeah. he kind of leads that Davies tier, you know. He's kind of the epitome of the doesn't yeah. strike out a lot of guys, but for me, he's one step up either. from that, but yeah, you know what? Yes, he is. He's he's the same type of pitcher, but he's in a higher tier. I, I yes, I agree. I think that's good. I think that's. And how do you grade Flaherty though? I mean, he's um, now back. I, I let you do it. Then no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I talked to so I can use this to to, to publicize the, the the podcast with Brian Walton. Yeah. Who you know obviously is a well not obviously but we know he's a, he uh, works works uh, on a website called the Cardinal Nation. So obviously knows the Cardinals. Yeah, he was telling me yesterday in the pod, and please go back and listen to it, that Flaherty was trying to throw the ball through Brian's words through Yardy and Molina yesterday. Um, you know, just wanted to come back and uh, help the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you know, it was just wild. So 
Brian expects him to dial it back, regain some composure. Having said that, I don't know how many innings, you know, what he's willing, ready to go. I'm going to say three. I mean, this is a, people think he's a five talent. He may be, but I'm, I'm, I need to see it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give him the uh, th- benefit of the doubt, you know, re- reputation deserves the three, but I'm not going any higher. Yeah, I actually considered going a little lower, but then I, you know Milwaukee's been really struggling. So. Yeah, I I could. Oh, they got Colton Wong coming back, and he's gonna Ooh. he's gonna he's gonna. T- I'm a big Colton Wong Watch fan. Watch out, yeah. No, but um, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna have some decisions to make because I had to replace um uh, uh the, the, what middle, a couple of middle infield just 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 went out of the lineup. Hmm. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. What, 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 it's my problem, not yours. But anyway, the point being with Colton Wong coming back. I'm gonna to have to decide: Do I put him in over some of you know Bryson Stott, who I just picked up, Luis Garcia, who I picked up? I'm gonna to have to make that decision um, if if it's if Wong's worth putting in. Yeah, the lineup decisions right now are kind of uh, kind of tough because we have all this new evidence from this year. But do you want to give up on guys you drafted? It's um, it's tough. And one guy who, uh, by the way, just while we're on the topic of the Cardinals, you know, Yadier Molina, not any sort of new injury, but uh, just his knees seem to be shot, so he'll be out for a while. I wonder if that maybe actually makes the Cardinals a little better, like Andrew Kisner taking on more work. And, uh, you know, Yachty just doesn't seem to be helping that team. It hasn't been for most of the season. Well, it's his final year. We know mm-hmm. that. And Brian, I wish I remember the name, gave us the name of a catcher, that a 22-year-old kid. Yeah, James mentioned him today, too, on the show. Yeah. that his name. Uh, we, we, we can check it out. That that very well might be coming up by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just someone to keep in mind. Yeah, let me look at the uh, San Yeah, we can't, Louis, we can't leave uh, him. Yeah, I was, I was looking at a lot. I'm actually looking for the second baseman that I lost. Uh, <laughs> so, you well, can, I think it's Ivan Herrera. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. That's exactly James says him seventh in the system. That's exactly who uh, it is. 193 overall. So, yeah, maybe they give Ivan Herrera a look. But Andrew Kisner in the meantime, uh, for the most part. Uh, Shane McClanahan's a five, looking like the Cy Young favorite in the American League right now. Yep. Yep, not it was Segura that he had to replace. Oh, um, Segura, so yeah. I have a lot of you know replacements since I had Segura. So now it's just when Juan comes back, am I going to have to uh, put someone in? You know, Albies just went out, so people have been picking up second baseman. But no, absolutely, McClanahan is a five. No two star pitchers for Texas, but then Jose Barrios at the White Sox at Milwaukee. He's a lot better than a four, six, five ERA. So I'm going to give Jose Barrios a four, I think. Yeah, he's kind of recovered from his early season woes. You know, it's weird that, you know, seven, seven innings, three runs against Baltimore. We were actually disappointed in Barrios. That should be a good start, mm-hmm. uh, especially how he was doing. But I, I saw some people that I, it's Baltimore. I wanted better. You know, I'll take seven innings and three runs against a college team. That's, that's pretty yeah, good. Don't get greedy in this game. You gotta just, you can't get greedy. Yeah. You gotta, if you guys shows improvement, you just gotta be happy with it. Yeah. Uh, so let's recap these grades real quick. And then we will sign off on this Friday. Zach Davies, by the way, these are the two star pitchers for the week of June 20th, 2022. Zach Davies, three. Max Freed, five. Spencer Strider, three. Tyler Wells, two. Caleb Killian, I say one. Todd, two. Matt Swarmer, zero. Tyler Malley, three. 
Aaron Savali, I say zero. Todd, one. Austin Gomber, I say zero. Todd, one. Lance Lynn, three. Dylan Cease, four. Alex Fido, zero. Bo Brisky, zero. Jose Urquidy, I say three. Todd, two. Brady Singer, three. Tony Gonsolin, I say five. Todd, four. Trevor Rogers, I say two. Todd, zero. Daniel Castano, I say zero. Todd, one. Corbin Burns, five. Aaron Ashby, one. Very much tentative on Ashby. Mm. Uh, Joe Ryan, I say four. Todd, three. Nestor Cortez, five. Luis Severino, five. James Caprillion, one. Kyle Gibson, I say three. Todd, two. JT Brubaker, one. Ronzi Contreras, I say three. Todd, two. Yu Darvish, five. Marco Gonzalez, I say two. Todd, three. Uh, Logan Webb, five. Anthony DiSclefani, two. Miles Michaelis, four. Jack Flaherty, three. Shane McClanahan, five. Then finally, Jose Barrios, four. Well, great stuff, Todd. Uh, always appreciate it. Thanks for filling in on so much media this week. Anything else on your mind today? Yeah, you know what? I'm having a really good time. We kind of alluded to it. Writing the uh, Todd stakes. So um, even though they're supposed to be based on the previous day's games and to I have enough other stuff in there that I think they're to me it's it's fun to write hopefully it's fun for you guys to read so uh check that out it's, it's been fun glad you're enjoying it man and thanks for taking on even more for us we are uh thrilled to have you and if you if we had MVP votes you might I think you might get my MVP uh, vote well, well, I think team, it's, a, so. it's a team effort now um <laughs> as you know it's what we have another two in part of the rest of the weekend before uh, we're, we're cleared up a few days on the radio, we're switching over to our football crew. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. That's uh, next week are the last shows for me and James yeah, of the so, year. Yeah, part of the impetus of doing the Todd stakes was stuff I say in the radio. I'm like, I got all these things to say. Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's not Jeff's not on the other end, so now I get to put them on. I put them on uh, the website anyway. So, well, the more Todd Zola, the better, in my yeah. opinion. So, thanks, Todd. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a great week. And I hope you'll join us next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.